Guardiola has completed the treble. For all your sporting news, reviews and previews, this is the Sports Desk. Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome to your Friday on the Sports Desk, the Friday, the 15th of September. Wow, we are into the second week of AFL Finals. A massive preview coming up on, later on in the show. I still can't believe I've got to be a nervous wreck through You're this shaking, whole show Sam. again. Um, it's just a feeling I am not used to. Um, and so we'll definitely get into that as well. Uh, we'll talk about the VFL Finals, AFLW as well. Uh, but right now we'll s- get straight into the news off the top. With and Sam Manhattan, Liam Cole and Jason Evans in the studio. Yes, It'll be great. Uh, Jerry, you can go say hi to him tonight <laughs> to the MCG. He'll be selling some footy records. So say hi to him if you're walking past and get yourself a good record. They're always fun to, as a piece of memorabilia. Uh, we'll start off with... Uh, Another thing that's going to be down towards Yarra Park, um, and it's not something we talk about much, the NRL. (laughs) And they are playing a final at Amy Park. So I wonder if anyone will be there, but we'll see. They will be. Uh, But it'll make for that whole area to be absolutely chockers tonight. So so the Storm will play the Roosters at 7.50 tonight at Amy Park in a do-or-die game. Uh, The Warriors and the Knights will play tomorrow at 4.05pm. Uh, and then, of course, the two teams sitting in the prelims next week are the Panthers and the Broncos. Um, and now into uh, the world of the round ball game and the Matildas. Massive for Ka- uh, Matilda star Kyra Cooney Cross. She signs for Arsenal in a women's in the women's Super League for a two year deal, which is massive for her. Uh, I think the Matildas, as we mentioned throughout the last couple of shows, and well, we really enjoyed that work throughout World the Cup entirety time. of August. It was. Yep. and uh, uh, it's really put a spotlight on a few of the Aussie girls. So we might see a few more, but uh, it's good for her to go to Arsenal. And of course, she's there with Caitlin Ford, um, and I think one other player that already plays for them. So uh, great to see another signing. Any news? How from many you? more do you see uh, getting contracts in the coming weeks? I'm not sure. It, it depends how. If, if the deal or where the player is at currently. Um, I know there's still a few in, in the A-League and it's amazing the jump that goes uh, in, in women's football straight up to the big time. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we should see a couple more. They're all stars. Mm. And news from you? Yes, so the A-League is set to scrap controversial grand final deal where all the finals would be held in Sydney for the next three seasons. Oh, really? So wow. Set, it's not finalised, but okay. um, obviously the, most fans aren't happy with it. Maybe Sydney FC and uh, Sydney Wanderers are, but um, yeah, it probably costed City the final, possibly. Um, well, I'm yeah. not going to put it all down to that. Yeah, because there is, they are But it is... It is uh, a decision they should have made and corrected a long time ago. Um, so, and and from what I read of that too, they're going to tailor towards a magic round, gather round type of thing, which mm. we've discussed <laughs> longingly about it um, when it happened last year. But uh, thankfully, thankfully they've figured it out that um, 
that was a good thing to do. So, yes, that'll be exciting for the so league. So I guess in the sake of uh, happy memories now, if you wanted to hear what the we, the sports desk reported this the day that this news was announced, and I think it was the final show for 2022, if you go into your favourite podcast feed and you go into de- mid-December, do that. if you do that, though, you'll get an entertaining <laughs> rant from one and only James Worth. So if you want to go back to that period of time, you can on our favourite pla- uh, podcast platform. But it's good to see that deal scrapped, or at least in the plan it's been scrapped, right, yep. Liam? Um, the FIFA Best Awards uh, have been announced, and some of the nominees, Ange Postacoglu, has uh, been na- nominated for a FIFA Best Award after a spectacular season with Celtic and a strong start with the Spurs. Uh, Sam Kerr, Caitlin Ford, and Mary Fowler have been selected among the 16 who have been shortlisted for the Best FIFA Women's Player. Mackenzie Arnold is among eight players up for the Best Women's Goalkeeper Award, while Tony Gustafsson, uh, the Matilda's Swedish mentor, uh, is one in five in the line for the Best Women's Coach, which is good to see. Massive for Aussies. Wonderful. Uh, Sydney 2000 hit the news again, Sam. And this is actually something I reckon this is a nice, happy piece of news to uh, gather around uh, and you know, gather around the national pride. And that is Kathy Freeman has been honoured at Olympic Stadium in Sydney. She's been the big grandstand has now been uh, renamed to the Kathy Freeman Stand. What an incredible moment! Uh, the same stadium she ra- ran the Olympic, the iconic Olympic gold medal in Sydney 2000, immortalised by a grandstand. How great's that? It's fantastic. I'm surprised it hasn't been already. I mean, it's been a long time. 23 years since that. So, um, well, one of the most watched sporting moments across Australia, and obviously the entire world was watching that. What an incredible moment for the country, and great to see it immortalised. Yep. Um, Also, in the news, the Rugby World Club, Australia will play Fiji. On Monday at 1.45am, New Zealand will play Nambia tomorrow at 5am and a few big wins for France who keep rolling on. They look pretty dangerous uh, in that. Um, Also, uh, former Australian Test cricketer Stuart McGill has been charged over his alleged role in supplying a significant amount of cocaine, uh, which is not great for Australian cricket. Not a good look. Um, any more news from you, Liam? Uh, yes, so we'll go to tennis. Tennis star Simona Halep has been handed a four-year ban for doping offences, and it looks like Serena Williams wants her eighth title. That she lost against Halep in the Wimbledon uh, 2019 final. That she comfortably lost 6-2, 6-2 to Halep. So it, this is a similar incident to Maria Sharapova's ban in 2016 where she was banned for two years. So very disappointing news for the Romanian. She's 31 years old, four-year ban. That could be the end of her career, unfortunately. She de- she's denied it and she will appeal in court later this year, Sam. Yep. And a couple of Australian uh, AFL trades talk just murmuring away. Yes, so we've got... Adelaide Crows small forward Shane McAdam, McAdam, pardon me, has requested a trade to Melbourne. Twenty-eight years of age, good player, very talented. Yep. Been in and out of the side, so I think would small, be a good move for yep. both teams. Essendon defender Brandon Zerk Thatcher has requested a trade to Port Adelaide, and he will join Asaba Radagalia, Jason. So yep. trying to you know, improve their defence, which has been a weakness of them. And also Sydney Swans winger Dylan Stevens has requested a trade to North Melbourne, 22 years of age, 43 games, in and out of the side. Pick number three uh, back a couple of years ago. So I think that will be a pretty good get from North Melbourne if they could get him. Yep. 
And then, of course, Ben Mackay looking at probably two or three clubs now. The uh, Essendon's probably the most likely from what's been most said. Apparently, he's been offered a six-year deal, so that's pretty oh, wow. good for a guy significant. who hasn't yep. done much. Um, good player. Um, Sydney's had some interest in him, but, yeah, Essendon are probably likely. That's a, that's a big move, I think, for, for a six-year deal. Mm. Very interesting. All right, when we come back, we'll be talking about AFLW and the VFL, and then, of course, our massive AFL semifinals preview not too far away. Now, what a lovely day it's been in Melbourne today. It's really warmed. It's, I don't know about you, but the sun in the sky, the blue sky, and warm weather, just it's just really nice. So, so what's the song that you've got well, to exemplify that, Sam? I had to start off with this. Mr. Blue Sky, Elo. Uh, this is the Sports Desk Never on Sin. Hello, Mr. Blue Sky on the Sports Desk on your Friday evening on Sin. Uh, before we get to some more footy, uh, Jason, you've got some cricket stuff we about did, a new rule. We did want to bring up one more thing about the cricket as before we move on to AFLW and VFLW, which will, uh, VFL, my apologies, we'll be covering. Uh, cricket Australia are looking to mandate the enforcing of the use of wearing neck guards on Australian cricketers' helmets. Uh, this is a recommendation that Cricket Australia have been making for some time, and they do have direct control over domestic cricket, so this should be a rule that will be enforced in the very, very soon, but it will be an unusual thing at an international level as uh, no mandates exist at an international international level. So it's going to be a weird little thing where it's not mandated at an international level, but should a player refuse to wear these neck guards, they could be facing up to $5,000 fine or more, or perhaps 50% of a player's match fee. It's an interesting uh, little conundrum that we will be looking to uh, investigate in the in the very near future. It is worth mentioning, however, English. It, while it is a recommendation that Cricket Australia have made for some time, England English cricket have began to enforce uh, rules such as this since 2022. Yeah, I, I think it's a great thing. I mean, Philip Hughes unfortunately passed away that is in one 2014, of getting hit in sort of that spot. So, yeah, I'm not sure why players don't always have it on. I saw David Warner on the weekend have it not on. Warner, Smith and Kawaja are players who don't have it. And they say it's really uncomfortable wearing it, but I think safety is priority. That, and that seems to be the uh, the angle they are, uh, the approach that they are taking with it. But I think it also it is coming down to comfortability, and uh, yeah. to a certain extent, we don't quite know where the, where the comfort levels are yet. But they, there seems to be confidence that we're close to a point where we have got comfortable neck guards for players' helmets as, as well. Is as this safety. a prominent uh, injury that happens? Uh, injuries in the uh, neck? No, but obviously it can ki- it can kill people. And yes, okay. cricket yeah. balls are very hard, yeah. and you don't want to get hit in there. So um, yeah. I think we so, should see more of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch that. We'll cover that clue closely as the summer of cr- cricket comes along and we'll yep. see what uh, the ICC will be doing uh, as based by this recommendation in the coming months. All right, now time to talk some footy. And we'll start off here. The VFL finals are its preliminary f- final weekend. Uh, and on Saturday, it kicks off at Avalon Airport Oval in Werribee. Uh, 12 p.m., it's the Werribee Tigers facing the Brisbane Lions. Uh, massive one to start off. Might get there. I've got some training to get to, so <laughs> it might Our make the second Adventures half. Is back. Yeah. Yes, come on, Let's listeners. Go. God. Um, so, but they've had for a standalone club. This is this is what always excites me when a standalone club does very well. 
not associated with any AFL club in the VFL, and they've had such a good streak uh, throughout the season in the VFL this year, um, and then hosting a final against a team in the AFL finals, which is interesting. It is good to see a standalone team. Obviously, they get a lot of money from pokies, but um, even oh. Port Melbourne... Um, Back in the day, probably a decade ago, under Gary Ayres, they were very good. So um, best of luck to them. But I think a team, an AFL-listed team like Brisbane, who have Daniel Rich, Cockatoo, as I said on Monday, Joyce, Matheson, I think they'll Mm. be a little bit too strong. Werribee do have a couple ex-AFL-listed players, but I just think they're a bit more classy, Brisbane. You never know, though. Just the spirit of wanting it more. Uh, I feel like, I mean... Maybe to players playing in, stepping back down, it's not ex- exciting for them. Although for Werribee and and those standalone players, this is everything. This is their premiership. That is true. So, and you've got AFL listed players fighting for a final spot if you do mm, get an injury. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, the second game, of course, the other preliminary final is Gold Coast Suns and the Box Hill Hawks at 3 o'clock at Heritage Bank Stadium. Um, interesting one for maybe Dimmer to have a look at <laughs> for players yeah, for next year's. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. They finished on top of the uh, the VFL ladder. Have massive season, the Gold Coast Suns in that department. But it m- makes me wonder though. Like they always seem to have a really good development team, but when it comes mm. to uh, the main team, it just doesn't really suffice. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? So they their VFL team beats Brisbane in the first week of final. So they're probably the top seed. They've got players like Chol Davies, Jeremy Sharp, and Elijah Hollands on both wings, so you got two first-round draft picks playing on both wings, so they're extremely talented and they're probably the favourite to beat Box Hill. Yep. Uh, AFLW now, and it's week three. Geelong Cats and North Melbourne uh, play today at, well, they uh, must be underway, 5.05pm, um, and Score you probably say they the yes, we'll probably say they're probably maybe the two informed teams, uh, apart from Melbourne in the league at the moment. Um, also, tomorrow, GWS will play uh, Richmond at 1.05pm. Adelaide will play Essendon tomorrow at 3.05. Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs, 3.05 as well. Uh, Fremantle and Hawthorne, 5.05. St Kilda and Port Adelaide, Sunday at 1.05. West Coast and Carlton, uh, Sunday, 3.05. Collingwood and Gold Coast, Sunday, 3.05 as well. And then the last game of the round, Brisbane and Sydney, at 5.05. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a interesting clash. So, North sit top of the ladder and Geelong are in the top four. Yeah, very um, interested in the Suns game against Collingwood. Uh, as I said, Charlie Rowbottom having a great start to the season, averaging 29 disposals. So, um, yeah, she started very well. Um, and I'll, we'll, we'll just get you a live score now of the game. That is underway. Uh, <laughs> it loads up here. Geelong v North Melbourne is yes, it is, thirteen points to zero. So no score from North Melbourne yet. Uh, so good start for uh, the Cattery goal down scorers. at GMHBA. Did you have the goal scorers lined up there for the Geelong game? Yep. No, <laughs> throwing me under the bus here. We so, did no, do that, got, but it is um, good. Here we go. We got Liam here. We got Michaela Bowen with two two of the, their second goals. Very and, good. Um, we're excited for another weekend of that. Uh, it's been a massive two weeks for that, and as we lead into more finals build up, uh, I think it's going to be. Very, very crazy. The grandeur and the pageantry, it only rises from here. Yep. 
All right, when we come back, AFL finals time. And to lead us in, um, announce this week, um, of course, Mark Seymour from Hunters and Collectors will be playing halftime at the AFL Grand Final. Now, we are not going to be playing the obvious song yet. We're not going to play the <laughs> obvious one, of course. Uh, it's also worth mentioning he actually played with Hunters and Collectors for the 2013 halftime Grand yep. Final show. So 10 years on, halftime, well, I think Mark it should Seymour. be there. It is a great uh, song, The Holy Grail. We're not playing that, but we, we are playing... Do you see what I see? Do you see what I Love see? this song. Footy Finals coming up next. To we are now down to the final six. This is semi-finals time, right here on the Sports Desk. Friday night, finals footy. And it is Melbourne and Carlton from the MCG semi-finals. Well, my first ever MCG semi-final. Bloody hell, what a weekend we've got coming ahead. One hell of a ride, cowboy. And then, of course, tomorrow <laughs> we've got Port Adelaide and GWS we'll talk about from the Adelaide Oval. Uh, but a big night tonight. The colours around. I've seen Blues fans everywhere. It's just been a massive build-up. We'll get straight to the ins and outs. Adam Tomlinson in for the Ds, as well as Charlie Spargo, James Jordan. Out Angus Brayshaw, of course, with his injury. Uh, Bailey Laurie. Uh, Jacob Van Ruen with his suspension and Michael Hibbard. Carlton have named Matthew Kennedy in, out Harry Mackay. Uh, and Jack Martin, of course, with his suspension. And so they've elevated um, J- Jesse Motlop from the sub into the team. Your thoughts on the suspension, by the way, Sam? Uh, which particular one? Martin's. Jack Martin. Uh, fair enough. And um, I'm, well, I'm glad Carlton got, got it down to a week. I'm surprised that. Very, very lucky, Sam. I mean, he literally just punched Blakey in the face. I mean, <laughs> yes, very, very silly act from him. And uh, well, while he was in form, we've we've lost him for a week, which is not good. So he he could have broken his jaw, and I reckon it could have been three or four weeks if that happened. So yeah. I would be quite. I'd be quite reassured though with uh, Motlop. He's been playing some very good footy in that forward line too. Great small forward he is. Yep. So how do we feel? We'll start off with Melbourne first. Um, and uh, interesting, a few of the ones they bought in Spargo. We, we've spoken a lot about Melbourne um, and their forward, lead, uh, forward line. We know defensively they're pretty good uh, as well as the midfield, but it's forward has been the question and we seen last week uh, with a few, like Fritsch, <laughs> having a really bad game. Um, so that was their problem. But uh, how do you think and who do you think needs to perform well-wise uh, to match some of the tall defenders in the Blues? I mean, I'd hate to be a Melbourne forward right now. Melbourne are ranked last in the competition for corridor use, so they're simply just going wide way too much to Hunter and Langdon, which they like to do to try, you know, help their defence out. But um, it's just not helping their forwards. So they need guys like Salem and Bowie. They're good ball users from the half-back line to really get dirty and really uh, be aggressive with their ball movement. So Pierce that ball onto a forward's chest. Exactly. And they, and they do. haven't done it, not just this year, even last year they struggled with it. They haven't addressed it. They tried to get lob in the off-season, couldn't quite. And um, yeah, it just seems like another wasted year for Melbourne, who have a really good list. There is a chance, too, they can go out uh, in straight sets weirdly consecutively. So um, I can't say that's happened with too many teams in a row. Uh, So pressure is definitely on them. Uh, We'll take a look at the last two games these two teams played against each other. 
Um, and so the last game was round 22. Carlton won by four points. That was a thrilling game. That came down to a score review. Yes. And it wasn't overturned. Oh, that's... Yeah. It was also the same day uh, the Matildas won yeah. the penalty shoot. Yes, no, it was a very crazy day that day. <laughs> it was an insane day. Uh, Melbourne were able to keep the pressure up. They were... They were in that round 22 game were giving the amount of pressure that Carlton were giving Sydney last week and couldn't get the job done. Similar to And similar to Sydney, they couldn't get the job done with the second half pressure that they put on. And Petrarca would be hitting an, another gear that, you know, you think he hits top gear and then he hits an even bigger one than that. He, I don't know, what do you want to say, nth gear? Infinity gear? That's kind of what Petrarca does in clutch yep. situations. Max Gorn as well has been incredible in the in the ruck department. Oh. Broken toe as well for Max Gorn, Jason. De- dear, oh dear. They, he says that it, it's okay with it, yeah. so it's probably okay. just a matter of getting a jab down there and then we can't feel it at all. It's just a minor thing, uh, I think, you know, on that front. Um, and, and then the other fixture they played this year, round 12, it was Melbourne by 17 points in that game. Uh, that was in just Carlton's really bad rut. I went to that um, game. Not great. And no. I feel like it's going to be another low-scoring game. Yes. I, I, I very much feel that it's going to be a similar low-scoring type of affair. Now, interesting, too, because Harry Mackay is out of the equation. Yes, he had a few misses last week, but I still think he's a crucial part of the squad, uh, especially running up the ground, being that tall uh, person. So it is all on... Charlie has a tall down there. I know they're going to put Tom DeConing down there. Um, uh, but but we've been scoring through a lot of other players. Yeah. Oh, he's his one. How is he faring? Uh, great. He kicked one goal, I think, last week. He's had a few um, weeks here and there. Um, we need uh, Jesse Motlop to center. But what I'm saying, yeah, Matthew Cottrell stood up out of last week. So we've got guys that will show up uh, and stand up for the uh, the team. And we finally, in, in this big patch that the Blues have done well in, it, it was finally getting the mix and the balance right yeah. of all the smalls performing well. Uh, so it wasn't all just down to Charlie. What's your biggest concern going into this Blues side for this game tonight? Is there is there a major concern that you're you're putting your eye on and you're going, oh, that's going to be a bit of a major concern? Uh, I feel... Well, I mean, it does contradict what I just said, but I feel in games, uh, sometimes we've just hit Charlie up all night and it hasn't worked and we haven't been able to figure out another way around that. Uh, but uh, in saying that, we, I mean, we have, we've had been able to. So I think it's finding other routes into the 50 rather than the, just the stock, same predictable forward entry, which yeah. on the other hand, surprisingly, is what Melbourne did last week with a lot of their bombing into inside 50 that just got collected a lot. Uh, I do worry about Jake Lever. Mm. Uh, he's a massive part of their defensive side of things. Well, if you have someone just play on him, he kind of yep. gets left redundant, similar to Tom Stewart in a way. They're great when they're on their own and they intercept, but when you put a when you get someone to step on their toes, they kind of do get left redundant. And if Petrarca plays like he did in that last final quarter for the whole game, mm. well, then that's going to be scary because that was a really in, um, important performance from them. Uh, but yes, the pressure is on them. They don't want to go out in straight sets. Do you see um, Carlton reaching a pressure gauge similar to that of the Sydney game, by the way? You mean letting them back in and it gets to that tight spot? Not necessarily, but Carlton had in immense pressure putting upon their opposition last mm-hmm. week. Uh, uh, reg- second half 
considered. Well, they were a, they were probably the, ball, the better. We've done that. A lot yeah. of the forward pressure. Lockerty, like you mentioned on Monday, seven tackles from him. So the pressure around the ball, all around the ground, was just something really good. So I hope we bring that again. And it's also their runners. I mean, Blake Akers, elite runner. And then Cottrell, who's been in great form, had a great game, as you said, Sam. Great runner. So that also helps pressure yeah. as well. Uh, and then Kennedy coming in, a big body midfielder um, who can also play up forward as well. So um, uh, it'd be interesting to see where they place him tonight. Uh, but it's been his first game in a long time. Liam, am I being brainwashed when I say that my prediction is Carlton? Oh... I'm with you, Jason. I think the Blues with Melbourne's forward line, I think, just a bit too strong. I've said it, but I don't believe it, so I'm going to chicken it. <laughs> Wait, so you're chickening I'm chickening myself my, I'm chickening me? myself. I've, no, you're, you, you have got a, st- a sounder mind than me in many respects. <laughs> Carlton I feel brainwashed saying Carlton oh, the winner, but no. I have a feeling this is their year to go deep. And in fairness, with the list you have, you should be going deep. Carlton have not played a, final, a semi-final since 2013 where we went down to Sydney up there. We haven't hosted a semi-final here since 2001. Well, one of the trivia questions I was giving on Monday was Carlton have made the finals three times since 2002. Each time they made it to week two. Granted, one of them at the time was a first-round bye and we didn't know at the time. Yeah. But you've each time you've been able to do it. I just I feel like the this belief, is the year you can go further. The belief um, is just a powerful thing, uh, and it's been such a journey for the last couple of weeks. Um, and so they're going to give it their all. Uh, I, th- I really think they're going to do. I, I'm scared to say. I'm going to back them in, obviously, yeah. but uh, it's scary. I, I mean, the de- these. <sighs> They've been there. Uh, I mean, it didn't go well for them last year, and then they don't want that to happen again. And then, of course, they won the premiership a couple of years ago. So they've got the the talent there as well. We know that they can perform and turn it on when they can. And then arguably, I'd probably say, yes, defensively, Collingwood did all right. But I felt like in that second half, uh, probably Melbourne were the better mm. side. They just couldn't score. That's a good point. We still need it. A- put the point across to everyone listening, unanimously we've all gone Carlton. Wow. <sighs> wow. Two hours and eight minutes to the bounce at the MCG. This is, and by the way, this is my first ever attending a semi-final. I, I mean, well, I ha- actually, I lie. I have been last year, but for a, my own team in it, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, that's right. it's a different situation. A, a semi-final 12 months ago. Um, Curious case of GWS Port game. It's at Adelaide Oval. Finlayson been dropped, though. What other changes have we got? Uh, yes, that is 7.40 tomorrow night. Charlie Dixon comes in for Port Adelaide. Out, Dylan Williams, Jerry Finlayson. GWS bring in Stephen Caniglio. Out, Nick Haynes and Xavier O'Halloran. So interesting both there. As we both thought, uh, Charlie Dixon, surprise return, I think. Okay. He looks pretty done. Is it a bit of desperation from Port Adelaide? To get him in, he's probably not. They're a not curious 100%. case this final series, actually, Liam, aren't they? I was surprised there weren't any more, say, injury changes made to the side, especially considering that third quarter against Brisbane, Liam. I mean, even Dylan Williams, who did a you know a little bit of a hammy, got subbed out. He's been omitted, so not injury based. So um, not what you want. It's not what you want, but they're, they're a curious case, Sam, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, um, and I think GWS are, are really sitting in a good position because, I mean, out of all the teams in the finals, most of them had injury concerns except for GWS, which now have Stephen Coniglio back. So, mm. th- as far as their side of things, they look 
I mean, pretty sharp. And uh, wow, big, big sound from the west of the town. They've come out of nowhere. They had a really good game against St Kilda. Probably should have won by more. Um, and then I feel... Wow. Uh, I mean, it's been a while since they've been in the finals, but can no, they no, go somewhere? 2021, they made it to the yep. semi. That's two, not too long ago. Heading into the edge of the season, it was they were the them and Carlton were the most informed seasons uh, team in, of, of the, the last couple of weeks. Um, and then a surprising fact here, which I thought was interesting, they've won at 11 different footy venues this year, yes, so no place good. scares them. Um, and then to get a big win like that on the G last week as well helps. So uh, the Adelaide Oval, of course, though, is a scary place. Um, but, so, but as you just said, it's not going to scare GWS. They're really good on yeah. the, They're great travelling. Liam, what are the big? What are the main advantages? Do you believe GWS possess that can beat Port? Well, I think they're def- defensively. I think they're very sound. Iden's having a great season. If you got Nick Haynes as sub, an All Australian, you mean I think your list is in pretty good shape. I'm not sure what Leon Cameron has been doing the past couple of years, missing finals. I'm not sure how you miss finals with that list, Jason. We need to but... remind ourselves they made the semi-final in 2021. <laughs> That's not too long ago. 2022 though, that was um, and 2020 they had a bit of a shocker, but they're a very very good team in great form. But I still think Port Adelaide at home. They played. Recently, at the Adelaide Oval in round 22, Giants lost by 51 points. But they were missing Bedford and Daniels, who have been great. So it should be a fantastic game. What can Port do, Sam? Well, um, to be honest, in in the game against Brisbane, where they got washed out towards the end, they, incredibly, they did really well with the ball there. Passing and then their control of the ball was something really impressive. So uh, to make more use of that and um, get on the scoreline, because we know how crazy the Toby Greens and the likes yes. can get up. Uh, to that point of Port Adelaide, best exemplified by Connor Rosie, especially with the big bomb that put them in front for very that good. very uh, uh, short. It was pretty much for a cup of coffee, in, in all honesty. Uh, also, Ollie Lord, I was I was quite happy with his performance in the forward line. He just didn't have that much support going in, and they, they weren't hitting up very well. So he was one of the hidden gems offensively for Port. But, uh, yeah, it, hmm. Fun fact for the Giants, the the year they made the grand final in 2019, they made that from sixth position, which is interesting. So um, they're seventh now. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit different. <laughs> yep. But seventh v third, um, how are we feeling? Uh, I, uh, I, I reckon this might be, well, I think both of these games this week, the semifinals, are going to be very tight games. And I think this is going to be very tight at a crazy Adelaide Oval. You hope so. I mean, I still think Port at home, they've had a very good season, and I think some people have forgotten how good they've been. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Giants with the momentum, though, so it should be fantastic. So you're backing in? Yep. Port. It came... Yeah. Oh, before I make my prediction, what do you reckon led to that slump heading into that postseason, uh, or heading into the final series? Because they had a 13-game winning streak, and they yep. were very competitive. It took a Collingwood loss, so first v second. What do you believe caused that little bit of a slide? Well, was, first of all, it was the Carlton that stopped <laughs> that run. Started yes, it. true. Carlton started it. <laughs> oh, Colin we began say that. the slump. <laughs> hmm. What um, caused it? Well, I don't know. It's all about timing, I think, towards and those kind of runs. Um, and maybe it was a tad too early. They did impressively well with, uh, yeah. but they take their toll certainly. 
Um, and then they, to, to be fair to them, they did manage to steady themselves in the last couple of weeks where it did look a bit iffy. Um, but I, I think you're right, Jason. You, we have forgotten what the port are capable yeah. of. Not only that, I just realised when you made that point of uh, they were able to stabilise, one of them was against the win over GWS at the Adelaide Oval. Yep. Hmm. So Cards subject to change for me, but I'll go Giants <laughs> with a massive really? asterisk. Okay. With a massive inhuman asterisk. <laughs> I might, maybe I will go on the Instagram story between now and Saturday right. night in case I change it, because I really there's a very high chance I might. Uh, I'm going to take the power at home. I, I uh, think their, <laughs> their ferals will be up and about in the crowd. Um, come on, we're it's going to be that. a great. Speaking from a Carlton fan. Yeah. Mm. Hey, come on. Hey, um, this is an Essendon fan saying, come on, be nice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think they'll are. get over the Giants, and that's where their run will end. But uh, we'll see. So, that's Saturday night, 7 40. And then, of course, yes, tonight. Um, two hours and two minutes, 7.50 tonight from the MCG, Melbourne and Carlton. And, of course, the winner of Melbourne and Carlton will face Brisbane in the prelim final next week. At the Gabba. That yep. must be professed. And Port Adelaide and GWS, the winner of that, will face Collingwood at the G. So it's going to massive, be a massive prelim finals this week. That's all coming up. But this is Channel 7's Friday focus of the big game tonight, Melbourne and Carlton. 7.50, MCG, Melbourne and Carlton. Can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be massive. When we come back, we'll be talking about the Premier League, a bit of NFL and uh, that to wrap up the show, what's been a massive Friday on the Sports Desk on Sin. <laughs> Gorillas Feel Good Incorporated on the sports desk on your Friday evening wow. on Sin. Uh, it's and been a packed show. Is Sam going to feel good at the end of tonight? We will find out yeah, in two well, hours we'll from now. <laughs> Got a segue. Make it seamless, Sam. Come on. All right, time for the Premier League. And we kick off tomorrow night. It's back from its international break. Uh, last week, if so you were listening to our it's show. It's on this week, is it? Yes, oh. it is definitely on this week. We did preview this. You're positive? Last, yes. You're last certain? Friday. <laughs> it wasn't on. So, But it is tonight. Uh, and we'll start off tomorrow, actually, uh, with Wolves and Liverpool from 9.30. Fulham and Luton Town. Uh, we'll play Sunday at midnight, as well as Tottenham and Sheffield United, West Ham and Man City, uh, Manchester United and Brighton, uh, midnight, Aston Villa and Crystal Palace, the same time, Sunday, 2.30am, it's Newcastle and Brentford, Bournemouth and Chelsea from 11pm on Sunday, Everton and Arsenal on Monday morning at 1.30, and then the last game of the round, Nottingham Forest and Burnley, Tuesday, 4.45am. couple standout games that just stick out to me straight away. Man United and Brighton. Uh, Brighton have had a, a fantastic start to the year. Um, not so sure, on the other hand, of Manchester United. They've had some off-field issues this week with Jaden Sancho sort of attacking uh, his manager, Eric Ten Hag, on... Twitter, I believe, saying he's been right. the scapegoat of the poor performances and criticism. But, um, yeah, it definitely is a danger game. Evans, the Irishman from Brighton, 18 years of age, scored a hat-trick last match. He'll be um, very pumped up for this. 
Uh, Tottenham and Sheffield United can um, Postacoglu keep his run going. They've looked like a really good start um, against uh, Sheffield. They're sitting down the bottom, so uh, good spot for them. They are sit- sitting second Tottenham at the moment as well. Uh, another one, West Ham, who is sitting fourth, will take on City. So uh, I'm expecting a lo- lot better year from West Ham. Good start so far. Mm. Uh, so look forward to that. Aston Villa and Crystal Palace should be another interesting one. And then... Um, uh, well, can Chelsea <laughs> get out of the mud? They're versus they won a game? I don't think so. Oh Let's look at the table God. here. Um, looks like looks like one. Oh, if Arsenal are the real deal, they should smash Everton. I think. What do you think, Sam? Um, yeah, that, that, they've had a massive start, Arsenal. I think they should uh, wipe away Everton here. Um, looking very good, do uh, the Gooners. All right, but that about wraps us up for the Sports Desk this Friday. We'll be back, of course, on Monday to review what an amazing weekend we've got ahead full of sports. And then we build up to an ever big grand final special, which will be able to come down and see us. We are finalising the details on that. So you'll be able to see us on the Thursday of grand final week hear the show live on Friday. It will be um, intergalactical. That's <laughs> one way to what put it. What does that mean? We're improving our vocabulary <laughs> one week at a time here on the Sports Desk, your home of news, reviews and previews and incredible banter in between. It's great fun talking to you, gentlemen. We'll see you Monday. Yes, I've been Sam and Hennett, uh, of course joined by Liam Cole and Jason Evans. Jerry will be hopefully back with us on Monday as well. So Go get we'll a record him from then. him at the G. Yeah, outside the G. All right, footy finals. Go Blues. It's going to be massive. See you Monday.